Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart. Hear Me See Me podcast. Um, I've got a lovely guest today. Uh, she's one of our volunteers and team leaders uh, for Peterborough. Today I'm talking to Sharon Walker. How are you, my darling? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We, I'm going to tell people about you because um, you're, you, you're, you're one of them people that uh, made a nuisance of yourself. Which, I did. I'm quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of them annoying people, but... Yeah. <laughs> but it's the only way because when we when we were you know in full flight like pre-covid we had so much going on and so many places opening and so many people wanting to join in that sometimes you had to like keep on at a city Brenda does her best my sister does do her best but she was a bit flooded at that point but you did you kept on didn't you um, uh, yeah, kept emailing you, annoying you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, popping me off. Yeah, yeah, I kept popping you off. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say it's it's organised chaos, but no. But it, it, what was great was is the fact that what we look for in a team leader or someone who who really wants to set a project up is the responsibility. Now, someone's got to really buy into what we're doing. Um, to do that and you said like I think because you're in where you're based in in Peterborough um, and you you said I just want to we said well come along to one but we didn't have one near you and you travelled to Manchester (laughs) I know visit a project which I A I wanted you to do anyway because then you would meet Jackie who's a great example she's lovely she's amazing who set up so many Um, but then you know, and also, but you, you was hooked, wouldn't you, you know, from that point. Uh, how did you find that when you when you got there? It was, um, yeah, I, I've just um, started to push myself out of my comfort zone. So normally I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have bothered, I don't think. But I was like, no, I really want to do this. And I'm actually, I feel like it could work for me. So, yeah, I did it. Um, I was so nervous, so, so nervous. And I, I remember, um, I think, I think you said, you know, I think it's the most nervous I've ever been cutting someone's hair. <laughs> it's bizarre because you're giving them a free haircut. And I was so nervous. But, yeah, it was um, amazing. Jackie's incredible and really inspiring, I think. Yeah. And I just, I think um, 
I think like you said, it's one of the things you've got to do. Because I think loads of people think, yeah, I could do that. But you kind of either take to it or you don't take to it. Um, and I just instantly knew, yeah, this this could really work for Peterborough, I think. And for, for me, like, I, I don't like to commit to something unless I can fully commit to it and say, you know, this is it now for life. I'm going to do this as as long as I possibly can and commit myself to it and not let people down. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really good experience and I'm so glad that I kind of did it and, yeah, travelled all their miles up to Manchester. <laughs> but, yeah, Jackie is amazing. So it was worth finding her and getting in touch with her and um, she's gave, she gave me some great advice on the day and has been really good. You know, if I've ever got a question, she's really good at answering. She's yeah. been really, really good. I think that's been how the success of the growth has been the fact that um, the team leaders can get in touch with, you know, there's that support yeah. network, not just, you're not just on your own doing it. It's not just like a brand, it's a, a family, isn't it? You know, so... Everyone... Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it's all about. It's a bit, you know, and I think hairdressers, uh, we are kind of such a community anyway, you know, I like to kind of... I'm, I'm, I think hairdressing is kind of getting a bit more like that, isn't it? Where we used to be quite against other hairdressers, and it? it used to be quite like, you know, we'd try and tear people down. Where I think now as hairdressers, we are kind of coming together a lot more and becoming more of like a wider family. And I think that's where that works with haircuts for the homeless as well and, and all the team leaders and kind of just sort of bringing everyone together. It really works. So, I mean, as well, it's it's all about action because you didn't rest on your laurels. I mean, me and my sister was quite taken aback because I can't, it was quick. Uh, it wasn't, I can't remember exactly, but it was quick. It was like, oh, well, I found a venue. <laughs> you know, like, I think you'd only be back two days or a day. I've got a venue. So how did you go about doing that then, finding a the venue? So there's um, a project um, for Peterborough called... Um, uh, safer off the streets and there's a lot of organizations that fall under that umbrella um and uh someone kindly put me in touch with Bridget who was um looking for a hairdresser she'd had someone come to her uh center before but um she was having to pay them um to come and cut homeless people's hair um or people that are you know are in sheltered accommodation and um so she was sort of so up for it. She'd seen the advert and she was just like so on board. Um, and then so I went to see her and I think, well, you, you've seen, you've been there, you've seen it. I think her organisation and what she does there is just what kind of makes it work for me and for Peterborough, I think. It kind of, and I think that's what the projects need. They need someone behind us that kind of helps the whole thing work together as a whole sort of a whole unit mm. so um obviously I think the ethos is to try and make them feel like they're in a salon and have the whole salon experience isn't it you know it's great going out and cutting people's hair on the street but what you want to do is make them feel special um and kind of give them that experience and I think it, that's why it works there you know she gets them a tea and coffee they've got magazines to read and you know they can have a shower and wash their hair and then they have like you know the whole experience of having their haircut and um and I think that's what kind of makes it work really well working from there and I think you know it is kind of giving them that experience isn't it that they're going to miss out on um normally 
It's, a, it's. A, I mean, I was so impressed with the place when I when I went for the first time because we went to the actual launch, didn't we? The first session. <laughs> it's a bit and, mad. <laughs> and you've done it again because we got there, and I thought, oh, because normally it's a bit low key. The first one's a bit low key, and <laughs> there's, sometimes there's not many people to do because they, they're sussing us out. And we got there, and you you got the TV there. You've got, <laughs> you got the man. <laughs> It was a bit mad. Yeah, we got a bit excited. Yeah, it was good though. It was great, you know, and it and it got some great coverage, didn't it? For the uh, for the end of it, yeah. Um, it did, yeah. I, mm. I I was really touched as well because I remember that first time I cut someone's hair. It was a guy I cut, I cut his hair, and the last time we managed to go. Um, he was he was there still. Yeah. And I done his hair again, and we connected really on the level. Like I cut his hair, but then we went, we had a chat after. Um, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? That we're able to do. Sometimes people just see the pictures, but they don't see the conversations, and they don't see the other side. Yeah, and it's like I think you sort of made a quote and said it made you fall in love with hairdressing again, and yeah. that kind of and that I think is what did it for me. You know, it, it is it's really weird, isn't it? Because we obviously as hairdressers we get paid to listen to people's problems and uh, and you know and uh, you know not belittling everyone's problems. Everyone's problems are their problems, aren't they? Yeah. But you kind of these problems that these people have are like they blow your minds don't they you know and things that they say and and I and I just think when you can kind of I don't know connect with that person and listen to them I was laughing when you were talking about that guy whose hair you were cutting and he was going yeah I'm gonna you know I haven't found somewhere to an A&E place that I really like and and he was spilling it off what he normally spills off to everyone you know blaming everything else now yeah I'm gonna and then he just looked at you and you and he just knew that he couldn't pop you off and was just like no you know what I'm I just don't go because I just don't want to go <laughs> and I think that's, that's I think that's why it just you were so good with him and you he could just relate to you and he knew that he just couldn't bob you off and you knew that he was just talking well, rubbish yeah, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. And us alcoholics, we, we, we really could have bullshitted. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, using the, the poor me thing, you know, like, so much. And then, but I think that's the thing. It's it's being able to connect with someone for whatever reason, you know, like there's, there's um, you know, I, I connect with that type of person generally. My sister connects with different type of people. She mothers everyone, you know. Oh, amazing, isn't it? And, you know, and, and, and you you do the same in your way. And it, it's that it, it's just, I think it's trust, isn't it? it? It's about building trust. It is, and it's about like the so the last session that we did, we had a lady come in, and um, she's been in quite a lot with her boyfriend or partner. And she's never, she's, she doesn't speak very good English and she, he's had his hair cut and she's kind of observed like the last couple of times. And then she kind of come up and said she wanted her hair cut in. And I said, yeah, that's fine. So um, she kind of obviously, like you say, it's like a trusting of obviously kind of, she'd obviously been watching and wanting her hair done, but kind of just needed that little bit of sort of like confidence. And I think it's just seeing the same face, isn't it, all the time. And then... She took her hair out, bless her, and her hair was just 
so dreadlocked and matted and she was so ashamed and it and it was the her it was the fact that she was so ashamed really got to me and it really upset me and she I just said I don't I think we're gonna have to cut your hair really short and she she didn't want it cut short and she got really upset and I got upset I said look I'm gonna try and save as much of your hair as we can we kind of persisted with it and combed it and combed it and we got it into like a bob which was amazing because the it was dreaded from the root so we did so well and she was so so happy um and I just think it's yeah it's just things like that that you just it just makes you I don't know it just gives you such a good feeling that you've done you know should have just carried on and probably ended up shaving her hair off um and I don't know. She just really touched me and just, uh, and that's what kind of when people just judge people and look at her, like people would see her on the street and think she's disgusting and her hair's awful and, you know, and would judge her. But she was so ashamed and didn't, you know, she didn't want to look like that. She just said she's been, she'd been living in a tent and just obviously couldn't wash her hair, had no facilities. I don't even think she had a hairbrush. I ended up giving her a hairbrush. She didn't even, she didn't even have a hairbrush. Um, so it's just things like that that, you know, you kind of just think, I bet loads of people have looked at her and judged her and she was so ashamed of how she looked and didn't want to look like that, but just obviously had no facility to kind of sort her hair out. And, and that's the practical things that people don't realise as well, isn't it? You know, the yeah. fact of how do you cope with longer hair when you're, you're living in a tent and you've not, yeah. like, not even got a hairbrush, you know? No. How do yeah? How do how do you do that? You know how, uh, and you know, and, and it's and it's a bit like Christmas, isn't it? You know, we're so lucky we get so many lovely donations. But, you know, they can only carry so much stuff as well. And people yeah. donate like these massive big bottles of like shower gel, and you're like, then you give it to them, and they're like, look at you to say, what we're going to do with that? So you have to decant yeah. it all into smaller bottles because you know yeah. some of them have got a carrier bag, yeah. and you're like, that's all they can carry. I think sometimes it's that's why it's good to sort of be the third person because I, I often, if I get big stuff, I pass it over to the mission or places yeah. that they're, they're then able to use it um, where they are. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like someone once said, oh, someone gave me a can of soup, but how, how can I, I ain't got a can opener, I ain't got no way of warming it up. <laughs> and it's, like, it's not being ungrateful, it's just being no, realistic. No, it's the you know? it, yeah. Yeah, of being naturally homeless. Yeah, I think you and you and you don't think about these things, do you? Until you kind of you really think about it, and you're like, yeah, "Yeah, I guess, yeah. How useful is that going to be to someone (laughs) that's living in a tent? (laughs) A Fray Bentos pie and tin or something, you know? (laughs) But you know, people mean well. This is the thing: it's people mean well, but once we're like people like us really get to know people in these situations and know their wants and needs we can then actually educate people a lot more you know things like you know it's all about coffee and a sandwich but like you just said about a woman it's a hairbrush it's some leave-in conditioner it's some panty liners it's some it's some children you know it's all Mm. of those things that that people forget about that the real stuff yeah, it's it's tough, especially at the minute. I just, I think in Peterborough we're quite lucky because I think a lot of them have been housed in hotels and stuff like that. Um, so, 
you know um but that kind of that leads to another problem isn't it because you kind of um people are kind of like oh oh that must be lovely for them and i'm like yeah but at some point they're going to get kicked back out on the streets and then it's kind of it's even worse isn't it and a lot of them um haven't taken it up because either they've got a pet or um I just think housing is is a bit of an issue, isn't it, with um, some homeless people that have been homeless for a long time. Mm. Um, and it's kind of about, I guess, rehabilitating them. But then some of them have kind of been out there so long, it's kind of hard, isn't it? It's. I, I, I did read somewhere, it, I think it was Manchester, uh, they do a lot of work in Manchester, and it was the... Um, they basically said if 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 it goes beyond 10 weeks of them being on the street, it's very difficult to get them off the street. Yeah. That sort of like timeline of, of, of being institutionalised or getting... And some people are out there for a reason and they can't, they just can't cope in in an environment. So one person, it will be a hotel that we sometimes say, oh, a couple of nights in a hotel is nice. But someone else, it's a prison cell, you know, so it, it, that's, that's the feeling they get from it. Um, but it's no... It's no easy answer is there it's such a blurred line answer isn't it i know it's really tough it's just like we we get quite a lot that come in and i'm like you know what's your situation like and they're like oh i've got a room now and you're like oh my god this is amazing you know this is such a turning point and they're like yeah yeah and they're like all so positive and then you know the next month you go back and you're like how's things and they're like oh i'm back on the street and you're like how like what, what happened and they're like oh i just didn't pay my rent and you're kind of like it's the basics, isn't it, of yeah. um, budgeting. You know, some of them just can't budget. They've not no. been taught how to budget. So they get their money. Um, and stupidly, the council now, I think, with benefits, I think they, they allow you to pay your own rent, don't they, rather than deducting it before they get their benefits. So yeah. you know, they have no clue how to budget. So they'll blow all their money and then can't pay their rent. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's not their fault. They've just never been educated to learn how to budget their money. And right. it's just simple things like that, that they kind of then house them and then think the problem's dealt with. Or they've dealt with that, with that one. They're off the street, leave them to it. It's just not as simple as that. You know, it's kind of an ongoing thing, isn't it? Well, I think... <laughs> I think as well that sometimes I found, you know, like Hetty in, um, uh, in Milton Keynes was explaining to me that, you know, it, there, there's a finite time. So, you know, they'll get everyone in, um, but there, there's only a limited amount of time and money for that. And then when they start going out again, it, it, it can be a 24-hour notice. It can, no, it can be less than that. It can be, right, today you're not going to be here tonight. So... And some of them as well, what they found when they went out the last time, um, she was explaining to me that they'd sort of lost a lot of their stuff. They was all geared up on the street. But once they got to the room and they couldn't keep all their stuff, and when they then, all, like, without notice almost, was like, right, you're back out, they hadn't got their tent or that, you know. Yeah. It, it was a big call for tents and yeah. bags and stuff like that. Yeah, it's... Um... <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I kind of want to fix the problem. Good luck. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. You don't have an answer for it. It's just, um, it's really difficult. I just, I think like you say, it's just such a blurred line. There's just right. no. 
Yeah, um, I think you've, you've been in it long enough now as well to, to have come across it as well, that people seem to think, because you do what you do, that you've got the answers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I always say, we just cut air and love people. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really got <laughs> all of those <laughs> wider picture answers. You know, I'd love to have no, them, but no. you can it's, just do yeah. the best you can do. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, kind of what we're doing is kind of on our level, isn't it? You know, we're hairdressers at the end of the day. We're not politicians or, you know, decision makers. So, you know, we're doing what we can do to put a smile on someone's face. And, you know, if that lasts half an hour, then it lasts half an hour. But it kind of, you know, at least you've made someone feel good for X amount of time. I think that the important thing as well is you explained it earlier with the young lady with the tangled hair, it doesn't only affect her, and that would have been a lot longer than half an hour. It also affects you, you know. Yeah. The feeling that you've connected um, with someone and you've really helped them. Because um, it helps us a lot. You must find it. I know. You kind of don't want to be selfish because I feel like it, it kind of takes away the charitable side of me but I'm like I actually think I get more out of it than what they get out of it which sounds really wrong doesn't it but um I I love it so much it's so weird I kind of it's it sets me up for the the week you know it kind of it does it sounds really selfish I obviously do it for other people as well but it it does kind of really impact on my life it's kind of made me look at things so differently it's made me really appreciate it you'll have it where you kind of trace it back and a lot of it comes from you know their upbringing or their parents and you kind of I remember the first couple of times I had um people sort of say you know you kind of go oh have you got a new family and they'll kind of go no or I've got a mum but she kicked me out and I don't see her or she's an alcoholic or you know or they've both the parents have died because they were taking drugs, you know, and you're kind of like, God, or like, or they'll just say, um, you know, my mum doesn't speak to me because she's got with a new guy and he doesn't like me. It's quite a common one. Or likes um, me too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes you really appreciate how lucky you are to have like family and friends to like fall back on. And um, that kind of really brought it home to me, I think, because I, I left uh, home when I was um, 18 and tripped off to Nottingham and got a fancy swanky job and a, a really nice hairdressers and lived like, you know, great life for a year and then decided that I wanted to come back home. Obviously, I had nothing. I had no money. I didn't save it. I was young so um obviously just went back to my mum and dad's house and you kind of you kind of like god what would I have done if I didn't have my mum and dad you know and things went wrong and had to come back home like I'd have probably gone and stayed at some friends but then how long does that last for when you're like 18 19 you know kind of that kind of really brought it home to me how lucky you are that you've got you know parents that just have this everlasting love for you and just regardless of what your situation is you know they just take you back or you know you've got sisters or brothers that would just you know do that and that that was kind of for me really kind of really brought it home yeah how lucky I am you know it does it mate it fills you full of gratitude so it's not it, it it is a bit selfish it's just a it's but it's what it's about motivations, you know, and, and mo- it's what motivates us to keep going and to keep going back. Yeah. When we have a, 
a not so enjoyable session that the next time you go back, uh, you know, or if you're not feeling great, but you go anyway, but you come out a bit like the gym. You don't want to go, but you, <laughs> you feel <laughs> great when you come out, you know. I wouldn't know that by looking at me. I, I don't know that. I'm good to tell you, but I don't. But, it, you know, it is that thing of, 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 you know, okay, there's no such thing as a selfless act, but um, you, you still keep going and you still, yeah. you know, and you still could be just – watching TV on your day off. You know, you could be going shopping. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. You, you, get it, you do get it with a lot of um, volunteers that come and help. You know, you kind of, you can tell when they turn up that they're a bit like, oh, I really wanted to say no today. Because yeah. like you've made me feel bad as so I've turned up. <laughs> and you can tell at the end, they're all, they always say, I'm so yeah. glad I came. You know, yeah. I'm so glad I actually came today. And I'm like, see me. See, we're like PTs, aren't we, really? We just keep people going. <laughs> I, think, I, think, um, I think that's the difference between uh, why it's crucial with team leaders that they've got, you know, that, that real push that you had because sort of volunteers can dip in and out. Yeah. But I get that. I get to really that. Commit, yeah, know? and I get that. I, I see, you know, you know I, I, I see why, you know, people could probably choose better things to do and, and I think that's why it's nice to have a big pool of volunteers isn't it so you kind of go right you know everyone's I'm committed every month but not everyone else has to be you know even oh. if you just did once a year you know just come and do yeah. your bit and help out um so yeah it's um but yeah I'm I'm there regardless <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> on my own <laughs> Jackie, Jackie makes me laugh you have to volunteer three times before she let you have a t-shirt <laughs> She told me that. She told me that. But I, um, yeah, I, so I, I think I let people come twice and then I give in. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit more, you're not as tough as Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> that was her bit of advice she gave to me on my day. Yeah. Well, I'm a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, brilliant. Teacher. You know, um, I, I just find, so you've, you, you've got, you've got older children, you've got two yeah, children. Yeah, I've got well. two boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, they're lovely though, to be fair. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not like me. They don't take after me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the joys of homeschooling then? Yeah, luckily, you know, um, mine are older, so um, they're, they're self motivated. All right, yeah, yeah. Sort That's of. Handy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise my it'll be my husband's job, I think. Schooling's yeah. not, not um although I I do teach now, it's not um that kind of schooling's not for me, I don't think. Uh, no, it's uh, it's tough. I don't envy it. I mean, I used to struggle because I've got I got five kids and I used to struggle when they had homework, you know, because <laughs> there's too many of them, you know. <laughs> but uh our, our people cope with this at the moment is is hard, you know, like a lot of our volunteers have said that they're they're struggling uh, yeah I think this time this time round I think the summer spring and summer was lovely wasn't it I think it was all it I think everyone was kind of welcome for a break like I guess you're the same I've never had such a long period off work like even when I had children you know I was still working um and um so I kind of we kind of maximized it and really had we actually had a really really lovely it sounds really horrible I kept saying oh it's probably been the best time of my life it was brilliant you know just being at home which sounds quite horrible when there's people out there dying isn't it but um it, it for us as a family it was amazing but um 
Yeah, I think November, the break we had, we had a month off in November for our Peterborough area. And that was tough because the kids were still at school. Um, and my husband was at work, but I was kind of at home. And I think that was, you know, and the weather was on the turn. And then I think since Christmas, it's just, it has been really hard. I think this yeah. this time round, I think it's really tough. Yeah. And I think that I just can't see an end to it either. And I think that's the problem, isn't it? It's just, I think, you know, if we could kind of go, right, on the 1st of April, we will all just be back to normal. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have an end date, don't you? But I think it's just, it is really tough. And I think we have to kind of really keep an eye on everyone, you know. And I try and be really mindful of people that are struggling, uh, like friends and family or colleagues, you know, and just kind of, drop them a message mm. I annoy them as <laughs> you can imagine yeah, yeah I can imagine um, a little positive like little word of advice um so yeah they're probably like oh god go away she but, um, yeah <laughs> she's back again but yeah so um I just think that does help doesn't it just staying in touch with people and and I think just showing how rubbish it can be you know just I think <sighs> Yeah, you, you realise you're not on your own then, and and I think as a as a sort of as a charity, you know, we're all in the same boat, and it's hurting. Not you know, we've just explained what we get from it, and in a you know, but we're not getting that at the moment, you know, and I, I'm sort of struggling to keep. I want to. I just need to be needed, or I need to be feel useful, you know. And I, you know, I'm lucky. I've got the podcast, so I can keep doing. Belinda and I can keep on top of, you know, catch up with all the admin that we've neglected, um, and and keep in touch with people as well. Uh, but also, I'm, tr- I'm I'm really trying to keep in touch with all the projects we visit, like you with yours, and you know, because yeah. a lot of them are carrying on. They just can't. It's, they just can't have us there at the moment, you know. I know it's really tough, isn't it? I think, um, I think, I think in our industry as well, it's kind of. I just think it's really hard because we're such people, uh, people, people, people pleasers, people. <laughs> uh, and I just think, um, just having that, you know, like I'm really touchy feely, and just having yeah. that, like, you know, just that not non-contact with other humans. Yeah, I can't. I always thought I was really. Um, like a bit of an introvert and kind of didn't really like people much. I only like my people. Yeah. But as it turns out, I've worked out over the last year, I actually really miss talking to people. I miss yeah. just listening to people moaning or miss this people like, you know, talking about stuff I don't really want to talk about. I kind of really miss it. It's really yeah. weird. I know. And as well, yeah, you are, tech, you know, we always get a big hug, you know, when we come in, Miss sister. Yeah. And that's tough, you know, if you are like that. And I never used to be. I was one of them, you know, people would go and kiss you on the cheek. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 now I'm like, it was a hug, like, you know. Um, and it's just, it's really tough. You know, we, we've got, like, we've got a house full of adults as well, which is, the, you know, the challenge because, um, you know, our kids are not kids now and they're, they're, they're adults. And, and, and years past, they used to go off and but they can't do that now, can they? They can't they can't find their own places and it's so it, weird. We were saying me and my husband were saying last night, we said it's because the kids are like sort of in their bedrooms all day, like online, um, you know, doing their thing. 
then obviously then uh, come down, they'll eat their dinner and then go back up in the bedrooms. And I said, I think actually if they were in prison, they'd actually have more time yeah. outside and more time socialising than what these two have chosen to live their lives like. <laughs> really, really. Uh, and so I kind of feel sorry for them in that respect, especially, yeah. I guess in the summer it was quite good because although they're teenagers and they like to be in their room, you kind of we used to drag them outside into the garden. You know, you kind of do that, and I hate being outside in the cold. So it's, um, yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, yeah, really weird. I so, don't even feel for the young ones. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, my lot are just, they're all into their fit. My, my, one of my daughters works at a, um, a gym, uh, and they've all really gone into the keep fit every day, you know. I, I watch with my coffee and my donut looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure they're all doing it right. Uh, uh, it weather, you know, the, the snow's stopped it and dead this, this last um, couple of days. But, um, so you, you didn't only, I know like there's another one you do because you opened up where you are, that after, where I visited, but you've got another yeah. one, but it's not, we can't say, you know, like where it's one of our many ones that we can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <It's more. laughs> All yeah. It's still at the outside link centre. Um, yeah, but it's run for ladies. Yeah. So um um and and that's really good. Um and and it I can't wait for that to start back because it's it's such a laugh. It's it's so lively, you know, it's a locked down women's Wednesday. Um and it's really good because there's a lot of um different groups that come. Um yeah, I can't, it's so hard and I can't really say too much. But, you know, they get their hair done, they get their makeup done. Um, Bridget puts loads of clothes out for them so they'll get to choose an outfit. And uh, there's like a well-being lady that comes and checks them over. Um, and they have like a buffet on. And it's just amazing. Yeah, we have music on. And it's just like getting ready on like for a Saturday night. It's just really good. And they, they love it. And it's just really nice for them just to be able to relax and switch off. And um, and there is, we do allow some men in. So like we were saying, weren't we, about you coming and joining us? Because I think it's also good for them to see good male role models. yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's equally as sort of, I think, rehabilitating for them to see positive males in their lives as well as, you know, the negative. I, I've been lucky enough to go to some of our other ones that we go that are closed, that are sort of uh, female only, but they've made an exception. And um, <laughs> it's, been, <laughs> it's, been, it's been so moving, though, you know, it... it, it, it the, the the vulnerability of of women um and you know I, I i did a thing i did a thing last year with a podcast where and recently um I, i've revisited as well joda your story is just breathtaking her bravery is breathtaking because the problem we've got and you you would have seen this is that this is so prevalent now women you know and the people needing women's aid and women's refuge and which escalates in this we've just explained our environment with our families but if you put that into someone who's in this environment yeah it's the first thing that i thought of when we went into lockdown the like 
very first time you know it's the, and it and it played on my mind for ages and I had to kind of have a word with myself and sort myself out because that's all I could think about every morning I woke up I just kept thinking someone's life is hell you know yeah. because they are trapped now in in their own home which is worse than a prison you know yeah um, and that yeah that really got to me um the same with children as well um that you know kids that that school's their escape you know school is their escape from a bad home life mm. that kind of you know when that kind of really got to me as well and um you know it's a bit like it really annoyed me when um Marcus Rashford, Marcus Rashford had to go and do that, uh, yeah. you know, campaign for children to have food because I don't know if you go to many food banks and stuff, but yeah. the food bank in Peterborough in the summer holidays is absolutely rammed with families with small children because their children aren't eating at school. Yeah. I think, I think school dinners should run throughout the whole year regardless, you know, mm-hmm. through the summer holidays or there should be something for them to get a hot meal because there just isn't. Then that sparks no, no whole new debate, doesn't it? Because yeah. you then start saying this to people and they go, yeah, but they still buy fags. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the judgmental in us, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, and uh, we're all guilty of it for different reasons. And I've done it yeah. myself. Sometimes I have to, but I, I, I try and pull myself and go, hang on a minute. I, who are you? To judge, <laughs> you <know? laughs> I tell you, when I, I, I came across it um, a long time ago, when I first realised it, um, I was in Dublin uh, at the Capuchin Centre, and, and Brother Kevin was explaining to me that a lot of a lot of people were being put at that time. It's quite a new thing. It's well known there, but a new thing was they were putting them in hotels. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, in, in, and I was like, oh, that's not too bad. And then he explained to me that um, they were allowed to stay a room in a hotel. Now, it's just one room. They weren't allowed to use the facilities. They weren't allowed to get the food. They weren't allowed to... And, and like it might be a mum with two little kids, and she might have them in with her all day in this one room. So she'd have to get out, you know. You know. I think they had to. I think there was a time they had to get out anyway between yeah. the hours of so-and-so. And that's going to get food. So she'd march them across town to the Capuchin Centre where they would feed them. Um, but she, you know, he said that they'd, they'd say that they could get the smells. You know, how to get the smells of the food and everything. Oh, it's like torture. And I, I just saw these little kids like with a nose against the cake window, you know, like, and it, it, it and I, I was that, I was that, I was that ignorant person who was going, oh, that's all right then, isn't it? And I'll tell for a few weeks, you know. But then it's the reality, isn't it? And it's just education. It's just that pe- people need to sometimes think out of that and, and go, but put yourself in that position. It's like begging, you know. I know there's, you know, the, the, the percentage of scammers that do that. Yeah. Spoil it for the, the ones who are desperate in need to do that. Yeah. And would you ever swap places? This is what I say. Would you, want to, would you sit on that pavement for eight hours in the freezing cold? I know, yeah, and it's um, and a lot of the scammers are actually still slave to someone else that's making them go out and scam. So you kind of like, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's I don't know, it's just a tricky one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You always, you always we need to lift this up because I'm depressing myself here. 
Now, look. Look everyone down a dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, you know, come on, let's have a happy future because this, as you say, we've got no sign of it passing, but it will pass. It will, it has, everything has to come to an end. It will pass. Everyone will get a vaccine um, yeah. and we'll be right back on track, I think. Um, and we're going to have an amazing Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be, yeah, we're going to, um, and I think it's quite, it's quite funny because I kind of, um, I kind of keep thinking to myself, wonder what we're going to think, because you know what it's like, so you have Christmas and then by January the 20th, we've forgotten even what we did for Christmas. Yeah. So you kind of think like in about two years time, are we going to, what are we going to remember from this period? Because it seems all consuming at the minute, doesn't it? But in two years time when it's forgotten about, um, I wonder how we like look back at it. We know will we look back at it as a positive, or will we sort of just see the negative in it? So I try and just kind of think of all the positive stuff that it's kind of you know that we're getting from it. Yeah, and I think you know I think you've kind of got you have got to turn it around, haven't you, and kind of look at the positives. Otherwise, it is very depressing. <laughs> so um, yeah, I kind of think we just got to maximise. Uh, the time we've got off and use yeah. it in a wise way. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's better for up here. Yeah. You know, you keep doing. I'll be honest, yesterday, I I, I had a dark day yesterday uh, uh, and it just led from, you know, inactivity led to feeling worse and it was one of them. Yeah. I sort of think... We yeah. all have them days, don't we? Yeah. Like, sometimes. I lost the family life yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was that about? <laughs> I was going to bed. No. I always think do that again. (laughs) And it is hard. And I think, especially when you've got nothing to get up for, you know, I really struggle. If I've got a day off and I'm like, well, I've got to get up, then I'm like, why have I got to get up? Because I haven't got anything to go for. So you kind of got to, you know, you've got to give yourself a reason, haven't you, every day to get up. And I do always think, oh, God, if if today was my last day, that was a crap last day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm (laughs) lucky. So I kind of do have that in my head a bit. (laughs) I've got Blinda. So (laughs) most days I've got, most days I've got a, (laughs) not a reason, an order to get up. She doesn't let me slack. I do She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you know that. So it, you know it's past. We're going forward. Um, so I think I think you're probably the same as our overall picture is to to reestablish and reassure existing project pro- projects yeah. and look to the future of expansion. You know, I think that's. Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to just get get back to where we were um, uh, and then just, yeah, maybe implement, you know, some more days, I think. Um, I think, you know, where we're at is pretty good. Um, The Outside Link Centre, they're they're amazing. I think we we just need to do more days, I think. So just get more volunteers and just have more days. Yeah. um, and I think then as well, it won't be so much of a massive impact like doing just once once a month, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but when we kind of, we had the break before and then the first day when you came back to relaunch, it was quiet. But then the time after that, it was mad again. So, you know, I think once word gets out, I think it's, it'll just, be, it'll get back to where it was, I think, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, of course. I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, I'm conscious yeah. of the time because I know I know you've got a <laughs> you, you've got some studying booked in, haven't you? So yeah. I don't want to come and take too much of your time. But um, I think that's the thing. I think you know I'll finish that. That, that uh, I do want to say, you know, you're a great example of of a team leader. You're a wonderful nuisance. Uh, <laughs> more to you, and I love your positivity. So you know, I look forward to getting back there. Um, and I, I know we'll we'll grow it, and uh, it'll be even stronger at the end of it. It will, yeah. It'll be amazing, yeah. Who who, who wouldn't love a free haircut? Eh? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sharon, thank you very much for your time, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you very soon. Yeah, yes. hopefully. Thank you. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did more than I could have ever realised. It helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job. This is a calling. 